your phone all set up? It's all set up, yeah. Wait, are you reading notes during the improv <laughs> show? Yeah, I brought my notes with me. You, I know you're traveling light today. I never see your notes. I, mean, I just make it up. You Wait a minute, what? You what? I thought you were making most of this stuff up, too. What are you making it up? Yeah. Uh, why would I just make it up? I take this seriously. Welcome to the Dad and Jordan Show, right here on gradio.ca. Edmonton's best local station. And you're dealing with some sounds from the best improvisers in Edmonton, Dad and Jordan. That's right. But enough about us. How about you, listener? Thank you for tuning in. Oh, each and every one of you. I'm going to call you audience from now on, collectively, although I know you're composed of individuals, but I don't know who you are. Not yet. So let's remedy that. Get on the Twitters, get on the Instagrams, get on your Facebooks, and go to Good Improv. That's where you can find us, at Good Improv, and we want to hear from you. We want you to help us inspire some fun in the show. You can let us know, like, what's a word. Or a phrase, or maybe you have a funny picture. Yeah, or maybe you want to ask us a question, and we can have some fun with that. Or maybe you have a horrifying story about a burglar breaking into your house and taking your TV and shooting your dog or something. That would not be as great of a scene, but you could, we could still do that. Or maybe you know a lot of burglars, like a burglar ring like uh, Burglars Anonymous or something like that, but you know them because you're pals with whoa, them. Whoa, hey, now, whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't want anybody to be outing anybody that's going to Burglars Anonymous. Okay? No, I'm not saying out anybody. Okay, I'm just good, saying that good. might be in their pool of people that they know. Well, I don't want to encourage anybody breaking up any burglary rings over the show, okay? Okay, well, pools are funny. You never know if somebody's pool is going to be shallow or deep. So when you're diving on in, uh, be careful. And with that said, let's dive into the show. <laughs> uh, so we did get a message. Yes, we did. From Travis Tragic. Thank you, Travis. Travis messaged well, us. Well, let's not thank him before we hear what the message is. Maybe it's something bad. This could be bad news. Imagine somebody comes to your home like a hitman or something, and you're thanking him before he's even inside, and then all of a sudden, you know, he barely grazes you because you got out of the way quick. But still, you shouldn't thank people in advance. Let's hear the message. All right. So we asked for a word or a question from you, the audience. And Travis Tragic said guac, which is both a word and a question. He's got a question mark at the end. So he checked two boxes. So he's efficiently used both of the things we asked for in one concise package. Kind of like guacamole. Efficient inside of a package. Right? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I would never buy packaged guacamole. Why not? Well, because that's gross. It's all made in a factory and... You don't know, there's some guy there probably with no hairnet on. He's going to make your guacamole. You trust your car. You drive a car. A car comes from a factory. Yeah. You trust the guy in the factory that makes the car, but not the guy in the factory that makes delicious guacamole. Now, first of all, cars are made largely by robots nowadays. And of course, I trust a robot. Yeah. Because they're programmed to be trustworthy. They absolutely are. That's something that you can rely on. Robots will never betray you. They are so trustworthy. You could give a robot anything. Hand grenade, loaf of bread. Even some guacamole. Even some guacamole. But the thing is, the robot wouldn't even give me some of that store-bought crap. He'd be like, nope, this is going to hurt you. I can't even have you having this. Well, it could hurt you. I guess if it expires. It could hurt you real bad. See, it expires. But just don't let it expire. That's on you. If you let it expire, that's on you, not on the guacamole. The guacamole warns you. It's got that little label. It just says best before. It doesn't say it'll expire, so it's murky in its messaging. Technically, maybe it doesn't expire. It just gets worse and worse and worse. Four or five years from now, I can still eat it. It's just, whoa, this is getting kind of gross. Good thing you got four or five years, because you know what you don't have four or five years with? A robot. Breakdown rate is way, way shorter than that. 
That's true. And I also like to upgrade my robot when the new one comes out. So I'm getting a new one every two years anyway. Well, you're just churning them out. You're like a robot factory. Well, in a way, I guess you could say that. I am kind of keeping the robot factory in business. And yet you do not trust the man in the factory that makes the guacamole. I just envision guys with no hairnets and stuff and like hairy backs. Would you want to wear a hairnet? You got a lot of hair. Of course I wouldn't want to wear a hairnet. That's why I don't work in a guacamole factory, you know? I'm perfectly happy at the salsa factory. They don't make me wear a hairnet at all. If they got beards, they make them wear beard nets too. That's what they should do. I like to wear a beard net just because of fashion, but some people also use them to keep hair out of food. You can keep eating the store-bought guacamole all you like. I'm going to stick with Mama's Recipe. Mama's Recipe is good. You mean the... Do you, hold on. Do you mean your actual Mama's Recipe or the brand Mama's Recipe, which is a packaged guacamole? This is very important. What? The brand Mama's Recipe. Show me that. Show me that guacamole. Do you have some of that? I do have some, but I mean, it's been sitting there a while. Oh, you're going to go for it. Now, it probably would have tasted better before now, but I mean, it's still... Oh, man. That could, is... Could still be good. Exactly what my mama used to serve me. Wait a minute. Your mom, she worked a lot late at nights. You think she invented this guacamole and then mass produced it? No, of course not. Come on, look okay, at how poor that, you are. Right, yeah, I'm really poor. I was wondering how that would work. Yeah, if your mom had invented this, you would be much, much richer, right. my little scallion. You're right, you're right, you're right. And that uh, was 30 years ago. The company would have had to be wealthy as hell if they're still going now. So you and I are apparently not allowed on the SWAT team. What? Yeah, can you believe that? I cannot believe that. They say we're too effective. I was going to say, we've been some of the most effective SWAT members that they have. We roll into a crime scene, bam, target down, bam, target down, bam, target down. Shields being held at perfect blocking level. Tasers at the ready. Bean Bean bags bags loaded up, ready to go. A flashbang that's got the pin half pulled, just in case I feel like it. But here we are, sat in timeout. Well, that's kind of crappy. Well, I refu- first of all, I refuse to be in timeout because you know what, buddy? My time never stops. I'm never in timeout. I don't sit in the corner. I sit in the middle of the room, if anything. It's a power statement. That's right, exactly. When w- the trouble comes, we need to be ready for it. So the middle of the room is the perfect place to be. You can hit any part of the room exactly. immediately. Any part. Angles. You and I know angles. I'm not saying we're mathematicians, but, I mean, we do okay. We- we're okay at pool, you know? Absolutely. It's the same if we got to use a pool cue or a pool, pool ball or a pool ball, either one. Pool ball is a little bit smaller than a pool ball. A lot of people don't know that. Still just as hard, though. Just as hard. I could sit here and talk shop with you all day about being on the SWAT team and how wicked we are at it. Of course. But my question to you is, whose decision is it to make sure that we're not on the SWAT team anymore? I don't even know, man. I don't know who's in charge of this squad. I don't know who's in charge of this town. I just SWAT things. That's what I know. That's what I focus on because those things change all the time. How many different police commissioners have we had? Four, five, 17, 20, 100? I don't know. Don't care. I haven't had to worry about it. Does it involve the SWAT team? No. That's what I'm saying. I've never thought of this stuff before, you know? Until you're being pushed out of SWAT, you never think of who's pushing me out of SWAT because you're just busy SWATting. Exactly. That's all we do. Whatever. Well, you know what? I my- say, yeah, no, you go ahead. You had a thing. No, sorry. I was, I was interrupting you there just because I got passionate for a minute. But please, I'd love to hear what you had to say. You know, I love that when we're not actively on a SWAT mission, that manners and politeness are how we engage with each other. We're very gentlemanly. My initial emotion is anger, obviously. That's kind of just how I've been operating here for a while. But love of SWAT is what fuels me. That's true. And diesel is what fuels the vehicle that we ride in. And like, you know, cereal is probably what fuels me through the morning. And a cup of coffee. I like that. It's good. Helps get the edge on. That's right. And we got to be right on the edge. Right on the edge. 
You know where I sit when there's a horror movie on? Not in the middle of my seat, right on the edge, because in that instance, the edge is the middle of the room. I agree. This could actually free us up to do some, uh, you know, some swatting elsewhere. Some good things. We yeah. could do some good swatting. Some good swatting. Some independent swatting. I like that. You know, I have uh, my chopper license. See, that's great. I got my own battering ram. There we go. We throw a battering ram on the chopper. Boom. Suddenly we're flying into places. And swatting. That's what swatting's all about. You know, when you're looking in the mirror and something says objects may appear closer than they actually are. That is weird how mirrors play tricks on you like that, huh? Yeah. Let me tell you something, friend. I was in a fun house once. <laughs> yeah. It was so. It was really fun, as you can tell, because I'm laughing about it now. Oh yeah, they're fun. Everything was fun. I was going through this hall, and it was just a bunch of mirrors. Yeah, and it was pretty fun. I also smashed into the mirror a bunch of times. So another trick a mirror plays on you. It makes you think it's closer than it actually is. All of a sudden, bam! You're hitting a mirror. Well, the next thing that happened to me in that fun house was I saw a mirror, and it made me look all tall and stretched out. So I was all worried that my body had like morphed or yeah, because like, I looked yeah. in this mirror and I'm like, oh my god, what's happened? That's terrifying. It was terrifying psychological warfare really not really what you'd expect from a fun house no not what you would expect you would expect to have a good time not to think oh my god what's happened to my body and internal organs and spine it's all connected so obviously i jerked away startled when that happened and i looked at a different mirror suddenly i was all scrunched down and small it's the exact opposite of before and again i was what's happened to my body here why do i look this way i'm gonna tell you the truth about fun houses they're designed to scare you because after they scare you, everything is more fun. You think, oh my God, that was terrifying. Wow, I'm ready to have some fun now. Fun house. Well, I would have loved to have some fun there. It was just a bunch of mirrors, though. A bunch of lying, deceiving, cheating mirrors. Because I found out later from another mirror that I trust. A mirror that's in my house that I trust. That you would never run into. That would right. never stretch your body. That would never stretch my body. That would give me an accurate reporting of what I look like and nothing more. I learned that I was not actually stretched out or squished down or whatever. Equally as fun, if I'm being honest, you know, those type of mirrors, more fun. Well, I don't know what's fun about that, having a mirror lie to you. And you can't trust natural mirrors either, because I looked in a pool once, and then a frog jumped in, and suddenly my face was all... Ripples. Yeah, all ripply. How'd you know? Don't even get me started on ripples. I looked in that trusted mirror again, and I didn't have that, so... You don't know who you can trust. This is why we gotta get rid of mirrors. You know what, I haven't really said that out loud before, but it just seems like the logical conclusion... <laughs> There was a time in my life when if somebody came up to me and said, Hey, Dan, you know what you're going to be doing in five years? You're going to be performing surgery on the President of the United States. I would say, that's crazy. There's no way. Well, and yet, here you are. Here I am. And here I am. And, and if somebody were to say to me five, four, even three years ago, Jordan, you're going to be elected the President of the United States and have Dan perform surgery on you? I would say you are, you're crazy. Yeah, I would say you're barking up the wrong tree, pal. That's not me. That's not Jordan. Not the Jordan I know. And, you know, it's funny you use that phrase, barking up a tree. Not going to lie, that was a long drop. And I thought that was a wolf, not my friendly dog that traveled with me. Well, you crashed pretty hard on the rocks there. I did. The dog broke my fall a bit. Unfortunately, well, I also broke the dog a bit. Well, the dog's pretty much, you know, done for. He was a good dog. Loyal companion, for sure. For sure. That dog will get a state funeral. I mean, he did save the presidents of this land. You know, I'm glad I went with the dog as president. I could have been unconventional. I could have gotten like a, a snake, a scorpion perhaps. Yeah. Be the first president to have a pet scorpion. But yeah. I thought, no, dog, it's respectable. 
bit middle of the road, though. You know, I'm appealing to all sides. Nothing really controversial about a dog. That's true. And if I had chosen a snake or a scorpion, they probably would have hidden underneath of a rock. Therefore, have been safe from when I dropped to the, to the ground there. To be fair, though, if you hadn't fallen on the dog, you would have landed on a bunch of rocks, and they could have just as easily been under those. Yeah, well, I still landed on the rocks, because, I mean, you know. Well, some of the rocks, sure. So, I mean, you could have hit the dog and a bunch of snakes and scorpions. In fairness. I mean, the dog really cushioned my blow. A scorpion would just pop under that kind of weight anyway. You sure you're able to set this finger? Yeah. Set I'll, it straight? It'll be fine. It'll okay, be fine. Okay, and this qualifies as surgery, all right, because my skin is broken. I know. I've got some scratches. I know. Listen, I have to tell everybody I'm doing surgery on the president, okay? You know, my mom's hounding me. She's like, your brother, he's, can, can you he's lawyer for the vice president. and I'm doing surgery on the president, mom. And she's like, how? And I'm like, well, a dog attack is what I told her. Okay, so I was covering for you, even though, let's be honest here, there's no reason you should have been up that tree in the first place. The dog was coming at me very quickly and he was barking to, very loudly. Yeah, he was saying, I love you and I want to lick your face because you've been gone for so long. You scampered up that tree with remarkable speed. Look, I don't speak golden retriever, all right? I don't know what his words meant when he was barking. All right, that's why I have people like you to advise me. So if you say that's what he said, then I believe you. But it sounded a lot like, Mr. President, I'm here to eat you for lunch. Dogs don't have an official language that we can understand, okay? They just kind of do their own thing. There's all kind of different dialects for different dogs. Okay. We can't right. keep up on all You're of them. You're my dog guy, so I trust you on this. I just want to get through this surgery. I just want to get that bone back in there. Kind of get things back to normal around here, okay? Okay, let's get things back to normal. Every time I hear bone now, I'm going to think of that dog. Well, dogs and bones were traditionally associated. Of course you're going to think of dogs and bones together. Everybody thinks of that. The doctor's office is going to be a nightmare for me now. Why? Because every time I go there to get my bones checked, you got to get a bone exam as president. They didn't tell you this? I've just been doing kind of the surgeries that need to pop up on the fly here, you know, and advising you on your dog stuff. It's all sorts of weird things they test about you when you're president. It's annoying. What else they got? Allergies. Well, that's a, test no, that's a normal test. To? Everybody gets that test. I was never that good with tests. You know what I mean? I always write C. C is always the answer. You didn't run on your ability to take tests, okay? You ran on your ability to govern this land. That's and true. you've been doing great on that. I think people really like when you walk in and basically just rip up whatever's given to you on the first hand without even reading it. Uh, why should I bother to read the first draft? We all know the first draft is no good. I want draft 8, draft 9, draft 27. Impress me. But I always go back to the beginning, right? I always go back to bill 1. Bill too. I got to look at these things. That makes sense. Why am I going to read Bill 280? You, ever, you know when you read a book, you start at page one, right? So I'm not, yeah. I'm nowhere near what they're doing now. So I just rip them up. I'm like, I'm not there yet, you know? Wait for just, it. Wait for it. No exactly. spoilers. I'll miss something good. What if I miss something great? Like a love triangle or something. A big action piece. Actually, a lot of people in the civilian world now are just going into their boss's office, ripping stuff up. A lot of firings based on that. Uh I don't like that. It's not good for the economy. No, it's bad for the economy. Very bad for the economy. And the more fire rings, the more fire. You notice that? Yeah. I know they say correlation doesn't equal causation, but... Uh, fires have been up. There's a lot of fires lately. A lot of that is from the people protesting your rule, in fairness. Of course people are going to protest. People protest about all sorts of silly things. You know, the fire department really likes it, though, because they got something to do all the time. Yeah, exactly. Happy to go out there and fight that fire. That's what they do. And a lot of them are volunteers. They volunteer for it. Give them back to the community. Let's just get that finger set, shall we? (laughs) 
half of the Dan and Jordan show is gone, but there's still half more for your ears. And if you don't finish it, then it's non-refundable. There are people who need to hear stuff in other parts of the world. And by not finishing what's given to you, you're really depriving them. You enjoy all the comedy that's on your plate. Be responsible. Ah, oh, poof. Wow. That was a close one, hey? Yeah. More close for you than me, that's for sure. I mean, you're standing right next to it. It hurts. I'm not going to lie. It caught a piece of me. Hurt my finger. Yeah, I mean, it hurts one way to describe it. It looks like your finger's kind of kind of off. It's separated. Is it even your finger anymore? Until it gets attached, it's kind of just a finger, right? That's, that's a good point because, I mean, like, ownership is nine-tenths, right? Right. So if I pick it up and snatch it, boom, suddenly I'm Suddenly it's your finger. Yeah. I wouldn't do that to you, of course, but I've never seen a guy take a bomb blast like that. Just psh. That was something else. I really thought you were going to disarm it, too. I think I'm in shock. Yeah, I think you are, too. <laughs> Seems like it. Seems uh, like it. I used to enjoy bowling. Can't do that anymore. We need you for the team, too. We need you for the bowling well, team. That's true. I do like those shirts. And we got such a good name. The Pinheads. I love that. I like that we're all bomb diffusers as well. I just love to find another bowler that's a bomb diffuser. Well, okay. no. No, 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 no. I can still. What are you talking about? Yeah, come on. Soldier on. I can on. still diffuse bombs. But I'm saying the bowling, though. You can keep your job, obviously. I'm not against that. Nah, I can still bowl. Okay. I got good. a different hand. There you go. So now that's throw the, the other one. That's the spirit. Shame that this happened in training camp. It is kind of a shame, actually. But it's kind of good, too, because a bigger explosion could have done more than just take your finger. Oh, that's true. That could have been a real problem. Yeah, that could have been a big problem. Yeah. I could have lost maybe more two of my hand, fingers. maybe two yeah. or three fingers. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Maybe a palm. Whew. Man. Not to go through life without your palm. No push-ups. That would be the worst. No high fives. No chin ups. No chin ups for sure. No chance. No handstands. Yeah, palms pretty valuable. Pretty valuable piece of equipment. I wasn't thinking when I enlisted. That's the real truth. You weren't thinking. What do you mean? Hadn't thought it out. Hadn't really thought it through. No. See me, I always wanted to be a bomb diffuser. Growing up, I always wanted to diffuse bombs. One day a bandit broke into my house and left a bomb there and I tried to disarm it. But it blew up my brother. God rest his soul. And I escaped unscathed. And ever since that day, I'm like, no, I'm going to defuse every bomb I can from here on out. I mean, that's certainly one way to do it. Yeah. Well, that's why I signed up in the first place, right? I mean, I'm not very accomplished, obviously. We're still in training here. But but you're good. You defuse a lot of bombs. I think you'll get there, too. That's what I'm saying. I think so, too, right? One finger's not going to slow me down. Exactly. You don't want to let that. Speeds me up. If anything, it's less air resistance. Less things to think about. I can run towards a bomb faster now than I could as a man with all of my fingers. Almost makes you want to remove more. We'll see how this works out. I mean, it's gonna be, if I remove more, then it's hard to like do anything with wires. But And wires are a big part of this, honestly, if I'm being honest. Big part. Huge. Yeah. Wires aren't going away anytime soon. No, no. They're integral to bomb making, okay? Every bomb I've ever seen has wires to cut. You think wires are going to disappear? Nuh-uh. Look around you. Guess what you're surrounded by? Spiders, for one, because well, they're around you all the around. time. Yeah, but also wires. They run through the walls everywhere you look. Yeah. wires. Oh, I thought, actually, hey. I thought you were going to say spiders on that one. Well, spiders too. But both. Both. You're right. Everything's in the wall. Surrounding you all the time. And bomb makers know these wires are effective. They're going to work, so may as well use them. Yep, may as well. They should be using them for better things. Well, technology's changed a lot in bombs, you know? That's the thing. And in cell phones. And in cell phones too, absolutely. Nowadays, you can equip a cell phone with a bomb, boop, you put it off with a button. Back in the day, it used to be you had to light a stick of dynamite, throw it. That's true. Needed to get a match first. Exactly. You had to have fire to just make a bomb. I don't know what a caveman would think of a hand grenade. Of course, he'd probably have all his fingers. Caveman had it pretty rough, too. I mean. Well, there's no bombs back in the caveman time. No, no bombs. That's true. So, 
And no bomb diffusers either. Jeez. How else do you lose a finger? I guess bombs are pretty much the primary way. Yeah. Can't even imagine a world with no bomb diffusers in it. I mean, sure, there's no known bombs in the caveman times, but what about the off chance? There's an off chance. Off chance. Something, you know, there's chemicals floating around there. You never know. Sulfur? Right. Explosive. Somebody's got to be out there to disarm that. And not like diffuse, like not one of those fun, like scent diffusers. Smells good. Makes everything nice. Like bad. Yeah, much much worse much than that. Much worse. Much worse than that. The smells that happen after a bomb are generally not pleasant. I mean, I've grown to enjoy them because I've been around them so much. That's me too. A lot of bomb diffusers say that, that they like the smell after a while, even though it is a bad smell. <laughs> so I uh, recently went to a ghost town. A ghost town? Yeah. Now, do you mean a town that's populated by ghosts or a town that is like, everything is like a ghost, like ghost buildings, ghost vehicles? Thought it was the first one, ended up being the second one. So here I was expecting to see, you know, some ghost shootouts in the streets, maybe some ghosts in a saloon. Yeah. Ghosts get into a lot of shootouts? Well, in a Wild West sort of town. It was oh. a Wild West ghost town, I should have said. Oh, Sorry. I see. So they're Sorry, still... I should have said that. No, that's okay. Hey, they're, they're living how they remember life. Yeah. So basically, whenever they, they died, I'm assuming if you're a gunslinger in life, you'd be a gunslinging ghost. Yeah. Why would you stop? It's like, if that's your favorite thing, you're still going to gunsling. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, that's what I was expecting to see, right? Right. Maybe like the brothel, the brothel ghost, mm-hmm. all that. Nope, not at all. Ended up being all the buildings were made out of ghosts. So you try to walk down the sidewalk, you're squishing into protoplasm. That's disgusting. It was gross. How was the food? Oh, the food was fantastic. Yeah, oh yeah, that's what they say. Very great. Here's the thing that I found the most weird. The whole staff, right? What would you expect from staff in a ghost town? I would expect, although this is a Wild West ghost town. Yeah. I would expect uh, them to be a bit surly. Probably yeah. more surly because they're a ghost. Ah, be a see? S- a ghost. That's what you'd expect. Exactly what yeah. you'd expect. Not a ghost this time. What? Mostly humans. What? Yeah. Yeah. Just humans living in a humans. ghost town. Yeah. But where do they sleep at night? I don't know. It's a good question. Probably inside the ghost. I mean, they're all squishy. That's kind of, I don't know how I feel about that. Because it's like, I feel like the living are like one team. We got to stick up for one another. What else we got? We got to just be like the human beings, right? And I mean, it's not that ghosts weren't human beings. It's just that they're not anymore. They're ghosts now. And there's something different entirely. Something. And that's my point. You don't go to a ghost town to see a bunch of humans. No, you don't. And when you walk down a human street, you do not get plasma on you, okay? A bunch of the walls were just wailing souls in this place. See, they can't even enjoy music. That's all you'd hear is wailing walls. It's just, whoa, my death. They just say, like, disconnected stuff like that. How am I supposed to understand what you're even talking about? Like, kind of, like, form a coherent sentence if you're going to talk. And yet humans are going in there and working jobs. Yeah. Unreal. What kind of jobs they got there for humans? Oh, like bartenders. Yeah. Uh, oh, so still Wild West yeah, jobs. Yeah, still Wild West stuff. It's still Wild West stuff. I guess. Of course, it's consistent. So the sheriff and all that. Human sheriff or ghost sheriff? Human sheriff still. Oh, human, see, human now sheriff. that's weird. They let the humans police the ghosts. Well, they're policing the humans, though, because only the buildings are made out of ghosts. So the sheriff can't, he's got no authority over ghosts? No. Well, that's not much of a sheriff. Well, I don't know. I'm assuming it's the building commission, so the mayor would probably have over all the buildings, right? Because they're all ghosts. They'd have to be up to code. Ghost bullets? Do they kill humans? No, they don't because, I mean, they're ghosts and everything is, you know, it passes, it passes through. right through, not a problem. But it gets plasma on you and that is disgusting. I agree. And then it gets plasma inside you and that's even more gross. Yeah, it goes through you. You sweat that plasma out. And when it stinks. 
It's Ugh, gross. Stinky plasma. Well, what do you expect? You know, what do you expect of a ghost? To be honest with you, I do expect that from a ghost. Of course. That's why these ghost towns have been such a great idea, right? We let the ghosts live in a ghost town. It's a Wild West version sometimes. Sometimes it's a modern city, whatever the ghost was created. See, you know, and there's another difference between humans and ghosts too, is like humans are individuals, all right? I mean, I say we're all on the same team, but yeah, we're individuals. Of course. Right? But we should, you know, should stick together. But ghosts literally stick together and there are no individuals. If a ghost decides to, you know, form a ghost gang and he sucks a bunch of ghosts into him, it's a collective. And these ghost buildings are a perfect example of that. Suddenly you're a part of a bigger ghost, a ghost you didn't even want to be. A ghost that's a brothel or a ghost that's a... A, a jail. Or a jail. Or a, ba- a bank, yes, exactly. Or a bakery. Well, I don't think they had a bakery, but a schoolhouse for sure. This is kind of a poor ghost town. You know, one of those... Didn't have bread. No bread. <laughs> Too poor for bread. Well, ghosts don't eat a lot of bread anyway. <laughs> so, I got this new recipe I've been trying out. Oh. Okay, I think it's really gonna let the restaurant take off here. Okay. Uh, another new one, all right. Yeah, a yeah. new one, a new one. I think this is really going to be the one that kind of puts us over you, the edge here. Uh, you come up with a lot of new recipes. I mean, we do have a, we do have a set menu. I know. I know. And, I just... uh, it's, you know, it's really tough to get a dish on there. Well, I think I'm going to shake something up with this one. This one seems like it's right there. Okay. Okay, so you know how most places are just kind of serving garlic bread, right? Yeah. And, you know, people seem to like it. Garlic bread is a popular seller. Try this on for size. Garlic bread, but... You lose the garlic. You lose the... Okay, Philip, look. That's just bread. Well, it's money-saving, though. You get garlic bread, but you just don't use the garlic on it, right? Well, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. But, like, we... Are you sure you understand this idea correctly? So you just want us to put bread bread on the table? With garlic bread. Garlic bread. But we've withheld the garlic, because some customers don't like the garlic on the garlic bread, you know? I've seen a lot of people just eat the, the regular garlic bread without the garlic. Yeah, a lot of people just prefer bread. Garlic bread without the garlic... That's great. That's just bread. People love bread. They're going to eat it up. I, I don't really understand what you're talking about here. What's, what's bread exactly? Well, it's just plain bread. I don't, what, what, like, like garlic bread, kind of? or Well, just like if garlic bread didn't have it. This is the loaf. They just bake it. Oh, so like it garlic bread like without garlic yeah, is what like, you're talking about. So it comes as bread, like a baker bakes it. And then removes the garlic from it afterwards? or Listen, you're losing me on the mechanics of the creation of the bread. No, we're understanding. I'm just a busboy here. You know, I just want to get this on the menu, you know? We're understanding it is the same, but we already have bread on the menu, though. Like, it's already an item. So you want to add another item. A lot of customers are requesting it. That's all I'm saying. How would this not be bread? Well, we, we're going, you want us to put bread twice on the menu? You want us to offer bread and garlic bread without the garlic? Yeah, that's what I'm proposing here. That's what I want. A lot of people are asking for it, you know? <laughs> You have reached the conclusion of another episode of the Dan and Jordan Show right here on gradio.ca. Edmonton's best local station. And you can hear brand new improv being done each and every Saturday at 7. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we hope you guys are having fun. Because we sure are. We like having fun more than anything. So if you got the Instagram, the Facebook, or the Twitter going on, go to Good Improv and have some fun with us there. You can send us uh, some one-word suggestions or some questions that you might have, and we're going to have some fun with it. So let's create together. 